Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. And Rich Hudson. Hello there. Now, there are many games coming out across the rest of March and across April as well. It seems like there's been a big old drought for the most of 2020. I don't know if you guys are feeling that as well. I'm just on the floor waiting for games, just playing <laughs> everything that I've played before. Sustain me. The only thing that games. wasn't delayed that I was looking forward to originally was the brain training on the Switch, and apparently that's pretty mess. So it's not the best, yeah. I'm just like, I've fished out my copy on the DS and been playing that. It's probably better. I ended up buying the brain training on the Switch. Not what we're going to talk about for the rest of this pod but i did buy it you get a nice little stylus and that's the best i was thing very about excited it. by that when i heard it was just the same thing i'm like well i've already got it on ds i don't need it on this no it's uh, it's not on. very good but I, yeah i almost on. got the stylus for mario maker 2 but i just realized i wait, had you, one anyway so i didn't need it mm-hmm. wait you didn't get the mario maker 2 stylus no because i had a pen already you like were so excited for that stylus man. <laughs> i know but it was another 10 quid and i was like i'm disappointed on. in you I, of all the styluses that they've got going the one that comes with brain training is a really thick one it's like a pen Ooh, like a big old pen like a like one of those like old like um, they should have his Parker head pens. on the top they should have his head on the top so it's oh like god yeah, yeah. little trick there I'd be a big fan but anyway uh, games coming back across March and April so we have basically divvied up the 10 biggest ones across March and April um, and we ranked them separately and then I've collated stuff to get our uh, our blind ranking uh, combined together um, so I'm just going to reveal what our top 10 is in reverse order the um, the thing that came out with only 9 points between us because um, whatever you put at number 1 got a 10 point descending all the way down uh, to uh, the 10th the, the position Position, I will say the words eventually. Um, yes, the thing that came in at number 10 is Neo 2 coming on the 13th of March with only nine points. Sadly. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, after after the hellscape which was Sekiro earlier in January <laughs> Ben Roy's vendetta against Sekiro it's, it's, continues it's not I've saying, never heard about this it's not saying <laughs> that I would like to venture to and to be honest I got the original one for free on PS Plus and still haven't launched it so I can't play this one yet can I I went through I used to adore Neo and I think I still do think it's an incredibly good action game but having played Sekiro it knocked it right down the rankings on it I, I thought Neo was one of the best uh, Souls games across the whole generation um, and then I played Sekiro and I was like okay this is the level Level of blade to blade combat that I wanted, and um, that I thought like Neo was doing pretty well, and then Sekiro just wiped the floor with it. Rich, did you try a little? I bit, haven't Neo? played it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's at the bottom for me. I think um, even outside that though, we can talk about the fact that there are so many of these games in a row, yeah. um, and how appealing they are in general. Because I think if you've just done one, like you've just finished Sekiro, yeah, um, or even for me who tries to play, I, I you know I go from one to the next. There's something unappealing about going like, okay, I know I'm going to be in for a hellish time. I think you're right. Just the oversaturation of mm. Souls clones. Like there have been quite a few. It's been getting me into the Souls genre generally, mm-hmm. but uh, Sekiro for me, I didn't even get past the Chain Logo. That's Ooh. how. That's how. F- 
few hours I have put into that game. Oh. I'm like, I'm gen- like, hey, let's buy another one that's just Sekiro again. I'm like, cool, that's genuinely not interesting. That yeah. Only the beginning. Only the beginning. I don't know. That's the Chandogra and Johnny regretted I'll it. I'll quote the ghost of John Brown. Josh Brown, shall we say, <laughs> is is anyone hyped for Neo 2? I, I honestly didn't even realize it was coming out. And the thing is, I uh, I do think that it'll be incredibly tight. I love all the, the stand switching stuff that the first one had. I like that you can pick and choose like, like different light attacks and heavy attacks based on what stands and how fast you attack and things like that. Um, and I love its loot system. But uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of like a stealth release. It's just sort of dropping like in a, in a couple of days. I know there were a lot of people that were very excited because the announcement of Neo 2 was really mm. sudden mm-hmm. and like loads of people got very, very excited for it. But I think it's not had the sort of mainstream attention that Sekiro had, but that's mainly yeah. because it's coming from from software and did mm-hmm. Miyazaki, which means it's like, yeah, he's you know he's going to get the the big bucks in, a lot of eyes on it. And Neo Two is just not getting the same, even at EGX. Yeah, uh, it wasn't getting that much attention uh, in the Sony area. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's more just catering for a niche audience. I think mm-hmm. the people who are excited for it are very excited, and for those of us who are kind of on the outside of it or on the outskirts of it, are just like, eh. I know. Eh. I think I might give it a shot. The first one was incredibly hard. I, I believe in Team Ninja as a dev. Um, I'm curious what they've done, and hopefully they've got more like newer systems. Like I said, the loot system is really cool, uh, where you defeat the ghosts of other players, then you can fight for the loot that they had when they died. I think that's a really cool system, um, so I kind of hope they've bulked it out. Um, and next thing was at number nine was Gears Tactics. This is coming 28th of oh, April yes. and it got 10 points so it's very slightly above Neo 2 Benroy you're a big Gears fan yeah I, I, the Gears, Gears Gears we're combined I can't speak <laughs> this combined of XCOM yes. this, this is this is the the um the swear word that I can't say this you is, can't say this it, is no. the stuff this is what I need in my this life stuff. but shamefully it's only I think it's only come to PC first and Xbox later mm, okay. but interesting the idea of like Gears of War is a cover based shooter yeah yeah so obviously in XCOM it's always about plopping your people around and hiding them behind things mm-hmm. and taking turns and shooting the stuff so it just works well here like, the idea yeah. of putting that but with a gear skin. And give me some background onto um, Kate's dad. Let's go. I was going to say I didn't know how much it was going to tie into the the overall canon. Are they going to dive into like the history of Kate? I'm pr- I guess five's protagonist. I think it's a rumor, but mm-hmm. that the main protagonist in that one's going to be Kate's dad. Okay. But yes, it's set back uh, as the Lucas first emerge, I believe. Okay. It's, so we're going right back because it's just like a sort of a prequel set in between Emergence the other games. Yes. I like the idea of it. I mean, like I'm a like huge XCOM fan. I think we've all played like varying amounts of different strategy games and stuff. It's like it's a nice deviation or a, or a different deviation for what you'd expect from the Gears formula. And it's very much Microsoft going like, well, we can do this thing on the side as well. They tried it with Halo Wars. I was going to say Halo Wars did the yeah. same. It's a similar kind of thing. Yeah, this think, is more. This has more going for it than Halo did. I think it's just yeah, as, as Ben Rice excited for mm. tying into the lore, just giving you more of the same kind of thing, and more like, XCOM style gameplay. Like because XCOM yeah. two. We were pretty much guaranteed not to get an XCOM free for so long because that DLC they dropped was basically like, well, we're not going to get to do a free for a while, so mm. have this. War of so, the Chosen is immaculate as well. So give me more in that vein. Yeah, I feel like you call the dude that um, was on board with XCOM 1 and 2 that's now doing his other side thing. There's another XCOM-style game that's done the tactics thing. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of them trying this, and I wasn't a huge Halo Wars fan, but maybe Gears can kind of tick that box in a way that that couldn't. For me, it's the fact that it's more of the XCOM style rather than like Command & Conquer, mm. that's what I'm really here for. Mm-hmm. I hope they have chainsaw kills that you have to somehow build up to and build yeah. a resource to do. Um, next one down is uh, Bleeding Edge coming in at number eight. Uh, this has 11 points and it's coming out on the 24th of March. Bleeding, Med- Bleeding Edge, I didn't play the beta for it, but having watched the gameplay, it looks immaculate. I forgot it even existed. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's coming out um, at the end of uh, March, but the fact that it's Ninja Theory, um, it's the team from DMC. It's weird because I was expecting the, the sequel to Hellblade to be coming first when they said, mm-hmm. hey, this is uh, Team Ninja doing uh, Ninja Theory doing this. Mm-hmm. 
it's like, oh, that's that's very different. Yeah. Like, not saying that devs can't like branch out and try something different, but this is like very different they've to Hellblade. Yeah, they're definitely using a lot of the because this is going to be exclusive to PC and Xbox. Um, like obviously Microsoft acquired um, Ninja Theory like a couple of years ago, um, and this is like their first major project, and it's very Overwatch. It's very like I got a lot of like Splatoon vibes from the gameplay, like a lot of team focused stuff and kind of like taking over different territories and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean it's like every all the characters are like hyper varied. There's a lot of diversity on show, which is really good to see. Um, what do you think, Benoit, in terms of general hype? You'd forgot it existed. <laughs> Well, I forgot it existed, and I um, just brushed up on looking at some gameplay, some of the trailers, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna say my two cents doesn't look like it's for me. <laughs> Why I think, not? I think it's. I think trying to delve into that genre is still hard because yeah. not that there's any new releases, but now like Overwatch got added to that pool of those types of games where the heavy multiplayer go back to it all the time. Games have come, so trying to add a new one on top of that is really hard. I think the most recent one would be I think actually would be Overwatch if not Fortnite but then you've got that Apex. kind of adds to the pool Apex kind mm-hmm. of adds to the pool of like CSGO mm-hmm. uh, and Siege and stuff like that as well I think it's just a th- another as much as it may be the most amazing thing in the world it's like people said even Lawbreak has played really well yeah yeah but it's, it's still trying to get into a market that's like this isn't a market that's a, a spur of the moment this will last for maybe a year mm-hmm. or so this is like your these kind of games are there to be played for a good 10 years mm-hmm. after their release. And I just think it's so hard to break into that. And being a platform exclusive yeah. makes it even harder for it to really stick. The That's thing true, is, yeah. though, I say that this is it's a Game Pass game. Mm-hmm. So people could jump on. You might as well try I'll, I'll have yeah. a look in there, yeah. Oh, yeah. But as Rich said, I've got my PUBGs, I've got my uh, <laughs> Battlefront 2s, I've got my PUBG, uh, PUBG twice up, Rainbow Sixes. Mm-hmm. I've kind of got my roster of games that I rotate in and out for mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. purposes. And like I like the idea of the cool skateboard they've got in there, but there's a hoverboard in it. Yeah, yeah. Just just, just looking <laughs> in there though, it's it doesn't look like it's gonna break my rotation of the mm-hmm. multiplayer sort of lineup I have going on at the moment. The thing with like the combat, because it's it's the old 2013 DMC Devil May Cry uh, team that they you know they released a reboot of Devil May Cry that everyone hated at the time, or it was very divisive anyway. I was one of the people who thought it was terrible uh, back then, and they've got that team that are now coming back doing this sort of you know like mass multiplayer arena type thing, but the combat system is very Devil May Cry. It's lots of like you know over the top melee combos. It is in third person. Um, it just seems really promising, but like you said, it's such a crowded market. The hero shooter or the the hero yeah. um, just heavy multiplayer soul influence. Mm thing it's it, yeah it's just crowded and i think that's mm-hmm. what devs need to look at they can come up with the best idea but it's like if you're not gonna get a player base of people that will stick to it and have it either as their primary or in their roster mm-hmm. of multiplayer games you're in with no chance i was yeah. on rainbow six last night and i'm still fine playing that <laughs> game it's just still enjoyable well we just i mean yeah it's not like um related to this like too much but we were on about at lunchtime like the amount of us still playing modern warfare like yeah, i'm can, still playing modern warfare yeah and it's just like you don't like there's only so many hours that you have outside of whatever you do for the majority of that day where you can squeeze something else in that has dailies and you're supposed to play it every day um so yeah that's coming out on the 24th of march um number six is animal crossing new horizons 20th of march with which got 13 points i think there's um, a lot of animal crossing fans listening yeah. Yes. Going, oh yes. my, what do you mean it's number six? <laughs> oh, it should be number one. I think um, Animal Crossing, I'm, I'm just psyched for. I think it's going to be the relaxing sort of, you know, the game you have on the side. You just you're forever mm. dipping in. It's when I uh, sort of play Stardew Valley bit by bit every single day um, or Rocket League or something. It's something that, that bolsters everything else. Like I'm going to get, we're going to get to the likes of Doom and that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know if you guys are even planning on getting Animal Crossing, but. Oh my no. history of Animal Crossing was the fact, I think I told you this earlier that mm-hmm. um, I had a PS2 growing up and then we got a GameCube because my sister wanted it and then mm-hmm. she didn't play any 
anymore. So then I played the Animal Crossing. <laughs> right. I played the exclusives on it. And I think my time was there and done with that first Animal Crossing. Like, oh. I, I don't know if I need any more. You can catch some more fish? Yeah, but... Go shake a tree? I could catch fish in, like, say, I could join you Push in on Red Dead Online Adventures. Hell yeah, you could. catch fish from there. Oh, but catching, catching fish in Animal Crossing is more fun. Yeah, I, I, if I, I had that sluggish. sort of, like, uh, urge to go and actually design a home and, like... Mm set this sort of village up like the whole terraforming like uh, places and be able to do whatever you want this mm -hmm. sounds really good and the idea of just like nintendo taking off the shackles and just going for it do what you want you don't mm -hmm. have to set your little creature or person out in the sun for ages to tan to change your skin color in a weird way that they used to do <laughs> wow. just literally take what you want and build what you want and mm -hmm. be who you want i think that's a good idea but for me it is not going to fly in this busy season. It is, yeah, that's games. the thing. Like, I mean, we haven't even got to like the halfway mark and the real big hitters. But um, for yeah, for Animal Crossing, like I, I think, like I said, it's going to be a really nice little casual thing. Um, but I worry because the last Animal Crossing game that Nintendo put out was Pocket Camp on the Android or on on iOS. It's going to connect to these that right. As well. Yeah, but the thing that I don't want is microtransactions that speed up timers because Pocket Camp was like this thing will take twenty minutes unless you want to burn some money and do the get a token. It'll save the time. I don't want any of that to come across. And looking at um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, that idea of like, you know, it's the first home console or the, the, the Switch version of X franchise. For me, Sword and Shield was like a massive letdown. I didn't feel like they went big enough with it. What's the name um, of the I don't guy? want that for Animal Crossing. Was the name of the guy that you pay all the bells to? Yeah, Tom, yes, Tom, Nook. Tom Nook and Rossetti are going to come after you if you change your time on the Switch. I know. I'm, I'm, I love that they've got uh, Mr. Rossetti has to uh, rethink his job role because you can't reset the console or whatever yeah. it is anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a ton of charm. It's been such a long way since the last massive Animal Crossing, like 2013 or whatever for New Leaf. Um, so yeah, I think obviously that's going to land. We'll end up doing like a, maybe a more specific podcast on it because I know that Zoe's a big fan and she's counting down to it as well. Is this the last big Nintendo franchise to come that's been handheld limbo for a while to come over and onto the Switch? Um, Metroid kind of because oh, we've only had yes. Metroid games on I mean the, we had the Wii games but they kind of don't count no I mean yeah. obviously the last one we had was the 3DS game so mm -hmm. Metroid kind of is. there the is still that sort of like yeah they could do with doing like a better F-Zero Star Fox hasn't had a new one since like the Wii U I guess but um, whatever yeah Animal Crossing is on the 20th of March um, number six I'm going to stop doing number numbers five. number five yes I think that's what we're on is Ori and the Will of the Wisps on the 11th of March which will be out in like two days or something Oof. by that time now you guys I don't know if you finished the first Ori no. Nope. Oh, so beautiful. It's I know the most I know of it. Beautiful game, Rich. I know of it. I've heard a lot about it. It's so it's good. Like... But yeah, in the new one, um, because the original one was like, you know, very Metroidvania. You sort of, you know, you were going uh getting certain abilities so you can explore this whole world. But the in the new one in Will of the Wisps, it seems way more uh, melee focused. You've got this like energy blade and you're whacking dudes left, right, and center, and it just seems like a way more um like hands-on kind of thing. It's it's less exploration, more combat. Um, and I kinda hope they've got the balance right for that. Um because apparently they've changed up a lot of the way the checkpoints and stuff work, because in the original one you would burn your special meter to make a checkpoint so if there was a really hard platforming run or whatever you can know you can burn that and like make like a custom checkpoint um benroy are you psyched for a little bit of the ori i know you've not played it either but maybe <laughs> you're gonna play this one. Oh, oh i'm so psyched to play this game before i actually go back and play the first one good it's on game pass though yes yeah, it's so actually probably probably should I play say it. it's, it's in my library <laughs> i was gonna yeah. say if you i mean you've got what it's like it's like two days or something until it comes out you could go i mean it's less now. than eight hours so i could run yeah. through and smash out you totally or could. I could keep grinding away at certain games and their trophies. Stop playing. What's the thing you're playing at the, the minute? Last Resident of Us. Evil. Yeah, <laughs> more <laughs> runs in The Last of Us. Um, but yeah, we'll wait and see what happens with Ori. We might end up doing something more uh, based on Xbox exclusives for the rest of the year. Um, because the next one, number four, I believe. I think we have too many games. Yeah, number but... four. No, there are ten games. Okay, good. Uh, is the next one down is Predator Hunting Grounds. Here we go. This on... is it. Here <laughs> we go. You know, I'm weirdly keen for this because I, I've been 
a big fan of asymmetrical multiplayer games after playing uh, a lot of Dead by Daylight mm, when I first I came say, across that. It's good that they're whistling on the opposite end of the table because I'm a Friday the 13th guy. Yeah, I was going to say, you are, so, you I'm know. literally editing a video right now about Friday the 13th. <laughs> I so it's like, cool, this, yeah. I'm going to do a video about a game I don't know that well. But like, mm -hmm. um, asymmetrical multiplayer, I think, is brilliant. There's so many games who are that are doing it now. You've got stuff like uh, Resident Evil Resistance coming out with mm -hmm. 3, yes. which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a really cool thing when they get it right and I think yes. that's why I'm intrigued and hyped about to see how it comes out because the thing about asymmetrical is if it works it works like Dead by yeah. Daylight has done so well because they've done so much balancing and it plays incredibly well mm -hmm. whereas something like even uh, Death Garden which was made by Behaviour who did Dead by Daylight they oh, okay. tried another asymmetrical multiplayer game which is more of a shooter mm -hmm. and it fell flat on its ass you remember you Evolved at, not landing very Evolved well, didn't land very well mm -hmm. Friday the 13th has got a dedicated fan base but it's not as big as it, DBD mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but the sad reason for that is because they the got screwed over the licensing. Yeah. And as I was yeah. saying to Sky earlier, like Predator, obviously the Predator game was signed Dodeline ages ago and that game's coming out. But now Disney, the big mouse, the big Mickey has the licenses. <laughs> so is Mickey now going to pull the plug on any other DLC that's when this game and comes that's, out? That's mm. the same people as well. It'll funnel. Yeah, same day. Yeah. Same day yeah. could get screwed over twice with licensing. I suck. have to imagine that going into this, like, yeah, because you can read into the, if you go in Google or whatever, you can read the, the whole history of how the license was handled and how they couldn't continue it. They had to pretty much cancel or can a whole portion All of the All the DLC game. got cancelled. Um, yeah. they, they can keep... Uh, keeping the game clean, getting mm -hmm. rid of the bugs and quality of life, but they can't release any content for it. it. And it mm -hmm. just, it, it's, you know, it has a, a fan base of X amount of players, but it's not substantial enough. And because there's no future to the mm -hmm. game, people are slowly do falling That's, off it. But the fact they've got yeah. Predator now to, to go on instead, mm -hmm. I'm genuinely intrigued to see how it plays out. That's what I mean is I, I have to imagine if you're that team and you're gearing up for the next IP, and it's, I mean, it would have overlapped. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much it would have overlapped with when Friday the 13th started falling apart. But if you were going into all those new contract negotiations, it's I think like, it was like okay. 16, 17, 18, it came out, the something like that. So right. That's um, the problem with uh, the fact that the Friday the 13th license, I think I own part of that license. Like, it's so spread around everywhere. <laughs> so many films yeah. are all over the place. Mm -hmm. But because they did put Friday the 13th on PS Plus, which I think was a nice little booster to them mm -hmm. to help with development of Predator. But in that game, if I can't like customize what the predator says and go do you want some candy if there I has to be a candy button yeah. <laughs> otherwise <laughs> what are we button. even if doing? I can't say do you want some candy to someone before I murder them yeah. then what is the point of that yeah. game I just, I'm only going to get that game so I can play it as a predator and it's obviously going to be yeah. dependent on the amount of the way it handles its little hoppers and buckets whether you get put if you can pick to be predator I would probably can it would then just be a case of matchmaking and hoping you get put with a bunch of uh, survivors yeah. if I was them as well I would have or of course they've sort of planned some sort of DLC thing mm -hmm. going but I would have tried to get like say bit for the aliens and bring like an alien DLC in like a year later or something mm -hmm. just imagine could do I mean you know putting licensed characters into these asymmetrical games is a thing mm -hmm. like the when you look at yeah. all the licenses within Dead by Daylight mm -hmm. it's mental that's flown it's, like, it's wicked so huge. honestly playing as Michael Myers in Dead by Daylight is the best thing <laughs> it's so good so uh, yeah so Predator Hunting Grounds is the uh, end of April that's the 24th uh, next one down is Half-Life Alex on the 23rd of March which still seems Ooh! insane that the new Half-Life game is finally arriving you in like actually two have the, weeks I know you actually have the technology to play it I do I I, uh, I invested in in VR last year on a P PSVR, loved it, and then it was like, hey, grand. hey, do you need a do you need a do you need a PC headset now to play Half Life Alex? I was like, oh dear, yes, I do. <laughs> so I've now got one of those as well, which uh -huh. I finally paid off literally the other day. Good. Um, so no, I'm I'm very excited for it. I kind of when they first announced it, because I've been keeping up with a, a guy on YouTube called Tyler McVicker. Big up to okay. you, uh, Valve News Network, who's been keeping up with oh. genuinely his first ever video on YouTube was him talking about this new guy game coming from Valve about ah. Half-Life, be it th a normal Half-Life 3 or the VR game. Um, and all the way up to now, it's like it's been a big surprise, a mm. big a big spectacle 
to see it was announced. I kind of knew it was coming because there's like so much leading up to it. Oh yeah, there's tons of rumors. um, I kind of fell off it a bit. I was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then now they've released, literally the other week, they released the first gameplay from it. And I'm just like, oh my God. Do you think that they're going to be able to revolutionize VR control the same way that Half-Life 2 did with physics? Yes, I think they can because there has been evidence that it is possible. There's Mm. a game called Boneworks on Steam made by, I can't remember what they're called. Jonathan Bone. Probably. Yes. Um, John Bone, and uh, they have done a, it's very, it is aesthetically and sort of the, the feeling, the tone is very Half-Life. Okay. Uh, even down to almost like VR headset head crabs that jump on your head and put you into another VR game. It's very messy. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. And they're horrible. <laughs> so I, I moved some boxes out of the way and it jumped at me and I properly shrieked. Oh, well, yeah. and like, ah, horrible. Um, but... Um, it's been done that you can do a game in VR that's that in-depth. Even something like um, Blood and Truth mm-hmm, on the PS mm-hmm. on PSVR, like that kind of, okay, this actually works yeah. as a proper game. That's kind of what Valve are doing. And uh, Sorry, Colin Salmon's Blood and Truth. Oh, Good, yes. To appease not, our uh, lord. There he is. Big style. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is possible to revolutionize it. And I think from what we've heard from people who've had hands-on with the game, mm. it really is something quite special so I'm very excited to see how it plays out mm. I really hope they release it for PSVR as well if wonder, they do that I will buy a PSVR just they announce it. it I'm buying it yeah. I think they might do I think because Valve haven't done because they've obviously done a lot of VR over the last couple of years but haven't mm. done any full-fledged VR games I've only done a couple of experiences which mm. are brilliant don't get me wrong I am curious how much they design something that can only be played on their first party hardware It's like, it can't not necessarily because okay. you as long as it works on Steam VR which basically every headset you can plug into a PC mm. does you can play it I have okay. an Oculus Rift S. I do not have the money for a Valve Index as oh, yeah, much I, as I would like. Yeah, one. I was thinking that was the one that you invested uh, in. No, 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 no. I, I, I no, I'm not. I haven't got 1,100 quid <laughs> lying around. Just pay it off pay, the next paying like years. 300 over six months, I can get away with that. But not so much a, like 1,100 quid for a Valve. Yeah, for yes. me, I'm just so excited to go back. This is set in City 17, right? Yeah. I'm just so excited to go back to City 17. Go back to that world of Half Life uh, and just experience it again because. It's, it's been just a long like time. Something that was ripped away from me as a child, and I've just never had it back. <laughs> Honestly, like there's a, I need to send you this. Actually, so occasionally, I when I'm working and I need some background noise, I put on an hours of ambience in City oh. 17 <laughs> with the with the Overwatch voice in the background and the sirens and stuff, and it's like. There's just so much nostalgia in those That's sounds. Cool. And just the and noise just, of the, just, um, the, the officers that chase you, though, yeah, as their voices yeah. come on. And then just, like, I have, I've already said this, I said this on Twitter, like, when they first released the gameplay, it's mm. like, I just want to stand in the middle of City 17 and just take oh, it yeah, like, and look be like, around. Like, I, it's, I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued as to whether a VR game could make me cry. Not yeah. only in terms of what happens in the game, mm. because... Um, poor Tyler Mavicka had the whole, apparently he's had the whole game spoiled for him right. before it's even out. And he said it's the best Half-Life game that's ever, that's ever been made. Technology's come um, a long way. And it's like, if see. I cry in that game, be it because of just being in CD17 mm. and seeing it almost from, with my own eyes or just what happens in the game. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I would give it a solid 10 to make me cry into my headset. <laughs> you think maybe, we're going to see the fall of Ravenholm? I don't know whether we'll go to Ravenholm. But uh, apparently, apparently, apparently you need to have played all uh, Half-Life games to understand this one. So I think there's going to be some time jumping. Oh. And from what Tyler said about it being the best Half-Life game ever, and there were there were a few lines in the trailer reminiscent to the cliffhanger of episode two. Okay. There's a lot going and for this. Oh, so. see, Gabe Norm himself didn't say this, but I'm going to say he did. This isn't their last venture back into Half-Life. See, I, this is their I think this, is their, I think this mm. is their testing the waters with it. The fact that uh, the Valve Index is sold out, it's so hard to get <laughs> one. Now I've got a friend who just wants the controllers. And I think it's today, at five o'clock uh, as we're recording this <laughs> they apparently in. they're going to go back in stock yeah. and he's just God. sitting there with like a wad of cash in his hand going okay okay I, I need to like, get these controllers everyone getting hand sanitizer and toilet and roll yeah, and he's waiting like, for this I think Oculus <laughs> and HTC have been selling crap loads of headsets uh-huh. because you know and they knew this would happen mm-hmm. it's not why they've done it um, to sell headsets mm-hmm. it's a happy con- a happy coincidence yeah, yeah, yeah. with the production of this game but I think they've really really I've really done well. Yeah, I think I'm really if, I, excited. if I had a PC that was like, I don't know, I have a MacBook, but if I had a PC <laughs> at all that could run this game, I would have bought a headset. Mm-hmm. But obviously that's not the case. So if they do, like I said, they bring it to PSVR, mm-hmm. I'm on that straight away. I need this game. I'll tell you what, I'll bring my, after I finish it, I'll bring my headset in. We'll install it on the uh, the work PC here, the work oh, gaming stay, PC, and you can stay here after work and play it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just with the headset over your eyes for like eight just, hours until you come back sweating. out. Apparently it is the same length as Half Life 2. Okay. So that's like, you know, eight, ten hours maybe. I'm so I think there'll be some major feature in there they haven't even shown off yet where it'll be to do with having full interaction in a 3D space in VR. Something that'll blow our minds in regards to how That's entirely what it's based on is why they've Mm. said we can't release this as a a desktop game. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That's not saying, oh yeah, go buy a headset. Give us more money because we want to. It's like, no, genuinely, we've built this from the ground up. And I I don't see that as a scummy thing from Valve because I think when Valve do their games properly, as you know, they really care about them. That's the thing. It's been so long since Valve have been held up. In The last last full game they would have technically done that wasn't CSGO or Dota was Portal 2 and that was 2011 and that was the best game of the year game game of the decade ah Sim Yeah Skyrim 
best game of the year. No. Modern, Modern Warf... No. Yeah, Modern Warfare 3, baby. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, next one down is Final Fantasy VII coming on the 10th of April. That got 20 points. Um, now, we can we don't necessarily need to focus on this too much because our next ones are rather large games and also me, Jules, and Mr. Cleary um, already did a breakdown uh, based on the gameplay that we've put into... Uh, the, um, the gameplay that we played down in London and stuff. So we broke a little bit of that down. But for the two of you who aren't, who aren't necessarily massive Final Fantasy VII fans when you were growing up, do you see yourselves checking out the new one? Uh, I will see what the reception is. I'm very curious It'll be me screaming this. from the rooftops <laughs> every day. It's a game that you, you always hear, oh, you've got to go back and play, you've got to go back and play. But That's it's like, exactly my point. It's like me saying to someone, you've got to go and play, back and play Resident Evil 1 on mm. the PS1, mm-hmm. which controls like garbage and would be garbage for people to play I now. I don't know so if it's the same because Final Fantasy VII's aged way better than Resident Evil 1. I don't know. If, uh, I'm, I'm, it has. Probably it's really has, good. Probably has. But as as I was going to say, <laughs> no. um, I am curious and I will see. I haven't even downloaded the demo yet. I want to see how it is re- received and I will jump mm. into it over the summer, I believe. Well, I am one step ahead of you because I do have the demo installed right now and it's totally because I wanted to play it, not because a friend of Amy's wanted to come over and play it. It doesn't have a PS4. <laughs> uh, that's totally why I've got it. But it's there. I've seen, uh, I watch people play it and it's like, okay, I'm kind of intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said on the podcast the other week about like turn-based stuff and it's mm. never been something I've really been massively into, but mm-hmm. when it translates well to um, uh, doing it in a more 3D action-oriented space, I'm more willing to give it a go mm-hmm. is I've had you know a million opportunities and a million different platforms to try the original Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. but I just haven't taken the plunge and I don't really yeah. know whether I want to cough up money to do so in case I just go yep I'm not game for this I think because they have overhauled it so much like you can't play it it's just an all out Devil May Cry style action yeah. game and you can just hold the shoulder buttons and it'll bring up the mini menu instead of pausing time and whatever yeah. um, but I love the fact that they have hybridized it so if you want to you can pause allocate you know you can give your teammates actions and commands and stuff and then you can still control your guy in real time um, for me it's just a dream come true I can't believe they're actually doing it I think, it. I think that's that probably level. why it's so high up on the hype meter even for us like we know how much of a big deal this is to a lot yeah. of people like when they first revealed it at E3 2015 like mm-hmm. people were crying about it and, mm-hmm. I, and I can completely understand that like I should be in the same position for Half-Life Alex, but I've been more <laughs> annoyingly I've been more excited for another game we're going to talk yes, about yes we will I get to um, position for RE2 yeah last mm-hmm. year. Um, so it's like but I can I can completely appreciate why it's a big deal and I will give it a go because it's got a demo I, the reason why I bought Resi 2 remake in the first place was because the demo was so good yeah the demo the demo for Final Fantasy 7 is immaculate as well the the thing that I'm super curious on is obviously they've, they've split the main game up into X number of installments and we still don't know how many so at this point i'm kind of curious just how the hell that thing ends it's like if you took any one of those other games you took half-life 2 you took resident evil 2 something that we know as a fully formed product and you go okay where can we split that to then release a multiple installments or multiple full games how the hell do you how then make that feel natural how many years is this gonna last before they get it all out well, well. exactly and, and but i, I mean I do, six baby <laughs> playstation eternal i do like the idea um that they this is one of the only ways that they can get a new uh, a new populace a new fan base um like a new demographic interested in Final Fantasy 7 as a, as a you know a story as a piece of lore as this as this ongoing thing because when we all played it as kids it felt as big as a now multi-installment release you know will be for like a new audience um, so I'm curious how the hell they managed to you know make that feel remotely natural just crowbarring in like by, just fade to black by the way we'll be, we'll be back in to be five continued. months or something um, but I have to imagine that when the Midgar segment ends they'll re- announce the release date of part two because they haven't said that thing yet and I just think that if you were someone who had bought this 
this and didn't realize that it was a multi-installment thing, if it just fades to black in credits after what feels like the opening eighth of that game, it's going to be the weirdest, you know, outrage ever. Um, so, yeah, so our top two, um, this, this, this is obvious when we sat down because we're all, I mean, yeah, we're all kind of hyped <laughs> for these things in different uh, amounts. Um, but at number two is Resident Evil 3 coming on the 3rd of April with 24 points. This is Ben Roy's number one. Yes, uh, I think you were there when we had that the PlayStation Access was playing, and I lost my uh, I, lost, <laughs> I lost myself. You lost your stuff. Proverbial poop <laughs> when they did the Resident Evil. F- um, oh, right, at the beginning, the didn't noise. they? They, 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 they did the, the, the little wasn't. sting, and then I go, "Oh, now, now here's the uh, single player portion of Resident Evil Resistance," <laughs> and I was like, "What? What's going on?" But th- the fact that they released this game like they did before, like a, a year mm. after, pretty much, I just. Good on them. Good on them for like just developing both it feels of these like games an at the same time. Turnaround. I feel yeah. it feels almost weird to think it was only like last January that we were playing Resi Two. Yeah, like, it's it's mental. I just, I'm, hats off to Capcom for pulling. This I know, off, especially just, if it's good. I guess because the the sheer amount of work, the amount of like the engine, they got everything up and running. It's it's mostly environmental work that they've had to do. Yeah. Um. So instead, of, I'm kind of getting my wish here. Instead of like the city filling like a few corridors, even mm. though you're outside. Apparently, it's going to be a lot bigger and, like, maybe you can go down a different street if you want. Quasi-open world. Yeah, like. a kind of like a city rather than, you know, but it's all sort of, like, wide linear towards mm. one place, mm-hmm. which I'm curious how that will work in uh, Survival Horror, but then we'll have to see. But the but fact it kind of be like the Evil Within 2. Oh, yeah, there's a couple of levels in Evil Within 2 that are, that are open There'll world. There'll be less horror, yeah. open spaces, though, I think, because Raccoon's more built up. Comparatively. Really mm-hmm. parks and stuff. But, I mean, Evil Within 2, like, if you, if anyone hasn't played that, that game does open world horror in Amazingly. a way that nothing, yeah, that nothing else does. It's phenomenal. And um, the idea of just hiding jump scares around a random corner or just, like, you know, you don't realize that you've actually wandered into a set piece and things like that. Um, that game has so many strengths to it. It's just that I wish the whole game was like that because I think yeah. Days Gone does open world horror as well, but not, not as well. The thing is this one, I am skeptical because I don't think many people are so hyped because the mm. fact that we had one just last year and Nemesis the more and more I see of Nemesis it looks harder and harder I, the thing is it's going to get people to rage quit I think yeah he's th- th- I put this way down on my uh, list I had it right down at like number 6 or something um, I, I I worry I worry about the Nemesis stuff because he just looks annoying we've seen him like almost like leaping forward like an arcade out of nowhere just like <laughs> how are you going to get around this the, the dodge apparently yeah. well the dodge system actually looks like it's vastly improved from the original watch, which mm. was just like a, a quick shudder mm-hmm. but the fact that you get sort of a nice little prompty flash and it slows down the camera you can sort mm-hmm. of get around behind him and run the thing that makes me worried is that in Resi 2 the, the quote unquote worst part of Resi 2 was when all you wanted to do was you know crank something or, or do a password or whatever do something where you need to be in our room for like five minutes and Mr. X is in the room with you and you sort of do that awkward thing where you sort of kite him around the room and you, you try to get him to move away from you and you shoot him a bit and he goes down and it's just he was a nuisance so at that time. point yeah and it was just really annoying and I think they've made a whole game out of that and I'm uh, just that's, like, that's mm. kind of the thing for me like I when I first played Resi 2 Remake because that was my first Resi game we did a pod on that ages ago yes um, I when, when Mr. X does show up I was thinking okay this is the part of the game that I feel like I'm going to get really annoyed mm-hmm. about and thankfully I didn't so it's like I have faith that they won't have that because I didn't play Resi 3 either I know okay. very little about it so I'm going into this more as an excited I really like Resi 2 remake I really hope I like <laughs> Resi 3 remake mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I, I remember at one point in the campaign in, the, in Leon A where you have to go into the clock tower and do some cranking yes. stuff yes. and I was like I was like right let's get Mr. X right to the other end of the police station <laughs> get all the way back here and do it and then I was like reading through some online stuff and it was like 
Mr. X can't even enter this room. Yeah, so oh, it's the first, one so room that he can't. So apparently yeah. he can't, and I was there like trying my best to think, right, okay, how can I make it so I give myself more than enough time? Turns out he could have just been at the door. The first yeah. time it didn't that matter. Game. <laughs> I was the exact same when then you realize, wait, he can't actually get in here. He can't get in here. Yeah, so they do some that, really good sound effect work at that point to make you think that he's like yeah. above you and stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for Resi 3. Mm. I... I think it's going to be one of those things. I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really thinking about it much until it comes out. Because mm. I was kind of the same with Resi Two. I thought, oh, this looks kind of interesting. And then as soon as they pl I played the demo, that mm. was me sold. Literally, I played the demo, bought the game because I played the demo on release day. Yes, bought the game straight after, and then just played it all night. <laughs> I'm kind of excited for like a load of games this year. But the thing is, I thought there's such a big shadow. I know it's not we're talking about it yet, but Last of Us Two mm. is casting such a shadow of my life that I can't. I keep, I keep thinking about that rather than like Resident <laughs> I'm kind of the same with our next thing, but thankfully this has been done. Yeah, this sounds yeah. Well, And I can't wait to then finally play this and be like, Jill Valentine, it's hopefully back and we then might get some ties into other games and maybe some hints towards something else because they're going to change a few bits up as well. So I'm curious if they, if they do end up remaking RE4 using this engine, using this tech with all the different character models. And they like, that was like the big one, the big Resident I would Evil like one Code Veronica the 2000s. first, but I can see if they skip that. Yeah, I, yeah, I would take Code Veronica over Redo in 4. Um, as one last thing for Resident Evil, um, as a huge fan, what do you think of the split between like, because RE3 is almost the beginning of the action-focused stuff. I know 4 gets held up as that, but in 3 it's like you are fighting Nemesis a lot. Like, do you think that it's just for me? It's not going to be as scary because you're going up against no. this big meat-headed super soldier. There are going to be sections like there are sewer sections and there are sections where you have to turn like um, certain cranks and the, these weird like mm. I can't remember their names. They used to look like hunters in the old game. Now they look more insectoid. Right. There are going to be sections like that which are going to be slow-paced and like you've got to creep around. Okay. But for the most part, yes, it's going to be running from sort of like through the streets from door to door mm -hmm. to try and avoid zombies, dogs. And Big Nemesis. <laughs> and Big Nem yeah. uh, dropping in. So our number one is obviously Doom Eternal uh, and Brackets Doom 64, uh, which got 27 points coming out on the 20th of March. It's only 11 days, Richard. I can't contain my... So genuinely, I am, <laughs> for, for lack of a better phrase, I am buzzing my tits off good for this game like I, I there was a part of me that worried because it was like I'm, I've been I've genuinely as soon as 2020 ticked over mm -hmm. and it was like right it's this year mm -hmm. it's like Doom tweeted happy Doom year and I'm like oh my god it is <laughs> you guys know I've genuinely just been excited I've been so excited this entire time and I was worried that by the time we got to this point where we're like where we are 11 mm -hmm. days away mm -hmm. that'll be more like yeah okay yeah I'm good uh, but I'm still like proper bouncing buzzing. off the walls I am uh, genuinely it gets to next Friday I'm, only, I'm, I'm on a half day I love, you, I love that you next Friday <laughs> I have booked time off for this game uh, I've got my collector's edition arriving and I run around the office with a helmet on <laughs> and I'm just gonna be oh like, my thing is that um, I'm obviously looking forward to the gameplay but the soundtrack Mick Gordon is a oh. god of just heavy sonically like sonically brutal noise and he's just he's kind of invented this new genre where it's like it is thrash metal it is heavy metal it is this extremely it's like, like it's like heavily sampled yeah and metal. it's like really industrial and it's just it's so good I'm kind of looking forward to the soundtrack just as much if not more than the gameplay just yeah, everything the I can, power un I can understand phenomenal. that but I, I've I've kind of as I've seen the other day like I'm gonna play the game first mm. and then go through the soundtrack mm -hmm. Because I, I I love feeling that music in the moment for the first time. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Getting to hear more, like getting to hear the punches of it more mm -hmm. so without all the gunplay over the top. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I've, I've I've watched bits and pieces of it. I've been, I've watched some gameplay when there was a big hands-on and like a ton of different YouTubers released like their own 15 minutes of gameplay. Mm -hmm. I saw a bunch of different things, but I've been trying my best not to go too deep into mm -hmm. this because I want to go in 
pretty blind. That was the best thing about the 2016 one was that we didn't really expect much. And then it was Everyone like, was just experience. like, oh, it's a reboot. It's going to be pretty mediocre. Yeah. And it turned out to be one of the best FPSs ever made. Mm -hmm. So I'm, yeah, I'm just so unbelievably excited. It looks perfect. It looks like they know exactly what they're doing with it as well. I, I think it's, it's, it sucks to think that back in 2016, Doom lost out on Game of the Year so many, mm. in so many places because of Overwatch. Not on whatculture.com. And this year, it's going to be even worse because it's got so much other incredible stuff to go up against. Mm -hmm. But it, we still get it this year. And I, I, I think unless something really, really surprises me that I'm going to play later this year, I think even before the last of I've us had, I, I mean, I'm excited for The Last of Us Part 2, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But even with my teeny like 15, 20, 25 minutes of hands-on I had mm -hmm. at EGX last year, I, this is so my game of the year. Ben Roy friend, where are you feeling? What Do, are you feeling? Doom 2016 was sold to me after I heard the people that I trust saying that it was excellent. And for me, it was a perfect symphony of violence, like going through there, literally ripping and tearing these demons apart. Mm -hmm. The only way I can get my health is by killing these fools. And the perfect score, as you two have said behind, like it's just every part of that was so excellent mm -hmm. and I'm glad they delayed it because it sounds like there was so much more platforming in this game before yeah, I wonder what that's, version we would have got if they just put it out it sounds like it would have been Doom platformer the, right. and that's kind of like the reason that it actually got delayed mm -hmm. which is such a good like from what I heard point. the reason why it was delayed is because apparently the, by the time it got to November the game was done I think it was mm -hmm. like yeah we, we are done with this but I think they just wanted as much time to make it perfect yeah because the one thing that it can do so well especially with Doom especially with Doom 2016 is it, it is basically immaculate yeah like even on launch um, one of the best things about the id tech engine is it's so well optimized for every platform like literally today mm. it's been reported that they're saying it's going to run at 60 fps solid on the box standard ps4 on the box standard xbox one but that's how good the id tech engine is mm -hmm. um i think i remember i was listening to or watching a video of one of the guys uh the, the game director i annoyed at myself and not hugo remembering martin? his name hugo martin that's Absolutely his name legendary i had, I had uh, the other guy what's his name marty stratton marty stratton yeah. i had his name in my head not <laughs> hugo martin he was saying like they had to like lock off the id tech 7 engine on pc at like 250 fps because <laughs> there were points in that game where they said they could get up to 900 fps it's that well optimized it makes your eyes bleed I'm looking yeah. forward to the new enemies as well like they're as well as like the Doom 2 enemies they're also bringing brand new enemies from it as well mm -hmm. um, we saw a video from him on a uh, not to promote, but no clip. That, oh, I love no clip. Uh, no clip's was, great. I think yeah. it's Hugo on there. He was yeah. going through them and just the idea that the, there's so much care and the, the fact that, oh, yeah, you're doing this really well. Well, then we'll just introduce this demon to make sure we change your gameplay up. And I just need that. I need to be able to run around in the arena for a bit and just. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's in, in that interview or, or something else. I must have seen about it. It might have been from like Digital Foundry on those open days they did where mm. people got three hours on with the game. They were saying like, we've got this really dumb concept, but we're going to make it super. We're going to we're going to really put our role into making doing it seriously, like mm -hmm. making a serious work of this. And I think that's the best thing about 2016 as well. It's big, it's stupid, and eternal from what I've played. It's got a castle is, in space. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> literally the same thing. It's just big. It's boisterous with it's guitars. Really, really I was going to say silly. it's got so many guitars. I know, and that's that's one of the things I've not looked at is the the Doom Slayers like hub. I've no, because there's faces looked, out there now. I've well. not looked at any of it. I'm Me like, neither. I'm just going to stay out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really excited. As much as you know, 2016 was praised for like, hey, here's lore. I don't want this. No. Um, like, I'm I'm really, really excited to see what lore actually gets played into mm. it because there is something yeah, yeah they yeah. haven't been marketing it with it because they don't want to it probably make the game look worse if mm. they did but the fact that there is apparently something there it's like oh <laughs> well, yeah the guy in the first game the 2016 sound like basically uh what is it optimus prime samuel hayden yeah yes. the main evil guy so i was just like 
I mean, if we punch him in the face a few more times. Well, so. he's uh, in all the trailers. He's in bits hanging from like a ceiling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess we'll see maybe a glimpse of him and then we and go see the angels and then we fight had, them as well. He had the sword and the sword. The hill. The yeah, yeah. What was yeah. the, you, you know, this show, the spider that you fight at the very end. Of Olivia space. Pierce. The, the mastermind. Spider mastermind. Aren't they going to be like standard enemies in this one now? Or smaller yeah, there are mini versions yeah. of Spider. Again, because they, they've, they've taken so much inspiration from Doom 2 Hell on mm-hmm. Earth, which was about 1990. Four, I think it was like literally yeah. a year after something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of inspiration from that um, coming over, and yeah, watch it. And I think I got to fight maybe one or two of them when I had my hands on. There weren't many mm. in the in the in the gameplay I we got, but it's like they're just they're so much fun. Yeah, I also wonder how much of the um, I call it Doom of Duty, the Call of Duty sort of type, where it was also Hell on Earth. How much of that they're bringing sort of like the idea of the hell earth stuff like I was in the original Doom 4 concept that got yeah. scrapped mm. I think that was completely binned when they did 2016 because they, they took so. they took bits and but I think the glory killing concept came from that or something so they, there were the elements of, of that earth a bit more I want to see yeah I mean that's obviously what we've got yeah so yeah a lot of the artwork is like, like skyscrapers falling because I think the, the bit that we played at EGX was when the Doom Slayer would uh, would be leaving when he's on Phobos and he does the thing with the guy with the key card around mm-hmm. his neck it was that bit through to launch himself in the pod towards the broken Mars so right. I didn't play anything on Earth as far as I can remember hmm. but from what we've seen of Hell on Earth bits it looks phenomenal I, thankfully I'm really hyped but are you, one more question bring it Who's watching Doom 2005 to get ready for this? Because I am. Who's <laughs> in Doom Annihilation? Because I'm watching I, this. I, Never watched that film. I, I, have, I have played Doom 2016 and completed it on uh, Nightmare, so that's me ready. Mm. I'm going to watch the rock classic. I'm, go- I'm, going, hell away. I'm going in on my first playthrough on Ultraviolence. I'm not having hurt me. Oh, sweet it. Lord Rich. Miss me with that weak stuff. Come on. Ultraviolence <laughs> Ultra is how I'm going. You know, I've just got out of Last of Us Grounded mode, so you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm playing Last of Us on the easiest difficulty. <laughs> so. too, I'm going to be on easy or whatever the hell the easiest thing is, so I can just... I don't hurt me, Daddy. Along. Yeah, don't hurt me, do me. I just want to get along <laughs> with the music. Anyway, and um, we also have the hashtag WCGP where you can go across on Twitter and leave all sorts of questions and thoughts and bits and bobs. So this one is from Jack Dale. We can end on this very quickly. And um, What are your guys' favorite movie video game tie- tie-ins? His are Lord of the Rings, PS2 games, Revenge of oh. the Sith, and The Incredibles. I'm gonna I'm gonna second the Lord of the Rings games. Re- Return of the King. I got every character up to level 20. Mm-hmm. Even Frodo. Even <laughs> damn Frodo. How long that took? Just the beginning. That Frodo. game opened perfectly. Just Gandalf coming down the hills, like swiping through all the Urukai, like uh-huh. redid the Helm's Deep battle. They didn't have the weird crappy bit in the Two Towers where they changed the Helm's Deep wall to make it a bit better. Right. Yeah. I just. Excellent game, through and through. I think for me, it's not really necessarily, it just says, uh, yeah, movie video game tie-ins. If we take the James Bond license, I would shout Nightfire. out- Nightfire. Well, I was going to say Agent Under Fire and Nightfire. Like for me, those, those were my golden eye. Like that was the ones that I play with my friends, four player split screen. Um, and that made just as much of a mark on me as everyone talks about golden eye making with them. Obviously, of course, OG golden eye as well. Yes. Oh yeah, obviously that too. But he was on about PS2 games, but oh, still. Oh, everything or nothing? Perfect, like a really yeah. good, like bring Jaws back, bring a few other things back from. What James the Bond. hell was that thing where they rebooted GoldenEye and it was uh, like Golden Eye? Oh, yeah. is it? Oh, GoldenEye. I Rogue, think that was on Rogue, Rogue Agent. Rogue Agent. Where yeah. somehow Doctor No, Goldfinger, and Francisco Scaramanga all came together <laughs> to take out Bond and steal the world. But that whole thing was to make a guy that has a golden eye because they were just like, well, that's it's, this that's, is it's in the name. Um, which which movie based PS2 games are you a fan? PS2 of? is it specific? It's PS2. Oh, but it's not PS2. You have a bug. Life. Actually, you can't. That was PS One. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm probably echoing literally the news earlier about the Harry Potter RPG Ooh. stuff. Um, I would say that I I I love the Harry Potter tie-in games. 
Um, <laughs> but for me personally, it's the PS1 versions okay. of Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Everything from that were either on PS2 or Xbox 360, unfortunately. The PS1 one was but, when that, that character model of Hagrid started going viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I love the PS1 games and literally after saying after doing the news with Ash earlier and talking about them very briefly and saying mm. that they were my favorite ones, I literally went back and I listened to the soundtrack today while I was doing some <laughs> doing some artwork and stuff. So I'm just Shall like, I, I love those. I love the, the PS2 ones as well. They're really good. Um, I think Order of the Phoenix was the one that really opened up Hogwarts quite literally oh, to explore and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, the movie tie-ins are the PS1. Revenge of the Sith wasn't that bad either. No, yeah. There's a mean, very Lego rare... Star Wars overall, pretty banging. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Jedi Power, but when's I thought the, that was on When's PS1. the Skywalker Saga coming out? When? Uh, January. Oh, the Lego one? The Lego I, one. I don't know. Doom's in 11 days. Okay, let's worry about <laughs> this. It's fine. Um, but yes, you can also head over to, um, to that hashtag, hashtag WCGP, and let us know all sorts of questions and things, and we'll try and get around to them in due time. But for now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Doom. And Rich Hudson. Rip and tear, everyone. And we'll catch you next time. See you in 11 days. Bye. Bye. Star. There it is. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.